Today's Brock and Salk. I don't read the internet, guys. Take the bull by the hands. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. And Brooke Roy, you are. And Brooke, you are. Now here are your hosts, Brock Eward and Mike Salk. That's fire! All right, good morning. Hi, everybody. Brock and Salt Show, Seattle Sports on 710, seattlesports.com, and the Seattle Sports app, plus all the podcast platforms. Somebody a little confused yesterday, wondering, hey, how come you don't post all these interviews? Of course we do. They're all up at seattlesports.com, and then you can go to the Seattle Sports YouTube page and watch all the interviews there in their entirety. Justin spends, like, most of his day feverishly cutting all of the editing that needs to be done on the YouTube channel, the video. So it's all up there. I mean, you guys got to... He's either downloading or uploading. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's just on yeah. an elevator all day. Download, <laughs> upload, download, upload, download, upload. It's pretty or much I'm sitting here singing the country songs coming out of the workout room. Yeah, right we don't now. need to we don't need to keep that going. I think we're we're done with that for today. <laughs> let me uh let me uh, give you guys the big news this morning and then we'll discuss what happened last night. The big news for us anyway is that Julio Rodriguez will join us in an mm. hour. Seven o'clock. Mm. Julio. Let's go. Not a drill. Let's go. Now, bear in mind. <laughs> Julio's schedule is on Julio time, and, you know, he's doing a little bit of recovery, right, from the hand issue. Sounds like he is going to play on Saturday. That's what Scott said yesterday, so that's some good news Mm -hmm. as well. But the expectation is that Julio will join us at 7. Try to have a little grace. Try to have a little flexibility. Try to remember that things are a little fluid down here, but Julio at 7. Jerry DePoto at 8. And then the big news, of course, Larry Salk will be here at 9.45 for his annual spring training trip to come bother us, and my mom will probably bring brownies and all of that should be expected a little bit later today uh what we need more i think is brownies based on what we ate last night unfortunately just not up to snuff we kind of went to bed hungry i feel like i'm in a bulking phase out here (laughs) like i'm like dom can's own yeah (laughs) titus and the gen z kids call it uh bulk mode Dad, I'm in yeah. bulk mode. You're in bulk mode. I'm in bulk mode. I, I need two burgers. I need two entrees. <laughs> I'm in bulk mode. Wow. Yeah, there was some bulk last night. We were bulking up. Brock uh, said he wanted to cook for us. And, you know, Shannon was like, oh, Brock's probably going to do a little grilling or something. Like, oh, that's cool. And we checked the grill. Brock, very adamant, very, very important to him that I checked the well, grill. Well, carpenter's only as good as his tools. Right? So I went and checked before I gave you a, a full report on the on the Weber grill that took, they had there. Took me a couple nice pictures. Yeah, so I wanted you to know everything yep. you were dealing with. And then you, like, set it out, too, yeah. like right in the center of the backyard. Well, it was already there. I didn't oh, was it really? No, oh, that's right where it was. <laughs> All I did was take the uh, tarp off. Oh, of okay. But, yeah, so Brock came over, and when I say Brock grilled a meal, he went all oh, yeah. out Michelin, you know, Michelin star mm. grilling capability out there. I mean, I had already made some plans with my uncle and I didn't want to cancel those, but I decided to make it an early dinner and I just had soup and salad so that I could save for this. I walked in the door. He handed me a drink. Then I turn around and he's walking around with a tray of meats. It's like, this is just the appetizer. Guys. Here, try sir, what is it? Teriyaki sirloin? That's Yoshida sauce. It's not a teriyaki. Teriyaki is too sugary, and that sugar will burn on the outside of the steak. Yoshida's marinade, pretty good. It's kind of a combo of teriyaki and soy, and then, yeah, your garlic. You let it marinate for a few hours in the fridge, and 
Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, he was full service. It was a blast. I've never really seen. I woke up from my nap. Brock was already there, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, here you go. Would you like a pre-mixed drink? Would yeah. you like?" I mean, it was like you're a good host. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it was it, amazing. Even better in someone else's house. Not only was he a great host, he wasn't even in in his home. Yeah. He was in our home, which was made it all the more special. So uh, the meat was incredible. The the uh, the, the fillet was phenomenal. Mm. Incredibly tender. Mm. I absolutely loved. The uh, the one with the soyaki sauce, mm-hmm. and then there was mashed potatoes, and there was vegetables, and there was what else am I? Oh, bread mushrooms, and Caesar and salad, bread and Caesar salad, yeah. and then Shani came through with the monkey bread for yep. dessert. It was oh my uh, gosh, that was delicious too. Yeah, it was phenomenal, incredible, so, nice job. Thank and you. And we watched Justin's movie. Yes, and we Bro- watched yeah, the Slow Brock's, Ride Home. Brock said he wanted to watch Slow Ride Home. Yes. What'd you think? Phenomenal. What'd you learn? Larry wants <laughs> to watch it. I got back to in my in-laws. And yeah, I told him, he said, well, what's the name of that movie? And I always forget. Long Ride Home, Slow, slow Ride Home. It's a scooter. Yeah. Slow Ride Home. They, they don't go very fast. Yes. Yeah, a little nod to yeah. uh, Ewan McGregor's movies, too, because he did his motorcycle trips around the world, like Long Way Around, yep. ah, yep. Long Way Down. What did I think? Yeah. I thought it was tremendous. I thought the emotion was awesome. I thought the, the, the jokes, the haircuts, the fighting at the UFC bar there in Montana was terrific. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I mean, I thought all the way. It was, it was a really cool night. I mean, I walked in when there was, like, a lot of, there was a scantily clad a couple male man. butts. Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah. was a bit much for me. Yeah, I agree. It was kind of, it was kind of graphic <laughs> and which, inappropriate. Just out of curiosity, Maura, which was worse? The male butts that you saw in Justin's video, <laughs> and there were at least three. Or when Brock asked you to stretch him out on the golf course the other day, when he lay down on the ground on the tee box, put one leg in the air, the other still on the ground. <laughs> Pants on. And, it was fully appropriate. And just you, did like a, hey, come here. Hey, come over here. Just uh, jump through the legs here real quick. You know what, oh, See, that, that wasn't that bad. That's where my reach comes in handy. I didn't yes. have to, like, stand over him. I just extended That's my right. arm. She all was I, standing I, next I, to you guys. All I know is. On the tee block, and her hand was all the way out there. <laughs> all I know is I was actually uh, hitting, and I hit a bomb. Right the best off. shot of the day. Probably yeah. my best shot of the day. I yeah. turned around and was like, dear Lord, what is happening behind me? I'm so, on the ground watching that thing from ground level. It's yeah, tremendous. you got a really, really nice view. So, uh, yeah, uh, Texter253, Brock was too busy cooking for this group and yeah, stood up oh, Wyman yeah. and Bob. I Maybe know. he's a good host. Yep. But he is a terrible guest. Bad teammate. Yeah, I, bad, I gave bad teammate yesterday. Yeah. Yep. You n- have nailed these hours. I don't know what you're doing in your mind. Oh, are you looking at that clock? Oh, good for you. Well, also just, you know, I'm able to subtract yeah, one. Yeah, I know. I, I'm I, pretty good on subtracting one. I did. I'll, I'll admit it. I'm not like a math genius or anything. And I'll say it. Radio math, not great. <laughs> yes. But I'm really good at subtracting radio one clock, from any number. Radio clock, really good at Yeah, I'm good at that. And yeah, I was totally immersed. And I was going down the Costco aisles and getting everything. I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I've got... I'll make it in plenty of time, and yep, screwed up the hour, and uh, screwed up being a, a, a teammate, bad teammate. Mm-hmm. But I'll make up for it today. Make up for it today and jump on with those guys. Uh, one more text I'll give you guys. Uh, four two five. A, you guys were ruthless to poor Maury yesterday. You were. B, despite of A, I couldn't stop laughing. Oh. Right. And C. Couldn't get the song Kill the Wabbit out of my head all day. I honestly had that in my head a little bit, too. Yeah, I, bet, I bet you did. Haunting yes. me. Yeah, it's like the voices in your head that cause you to go after these poor animals. <laughs> I don't think the I think the last thing you want to be admitting today, Maura, is that you hear voices in your head. Yeah, they may have you committed by the time you leave Arizona. Oh my God. All right, we, uh, we had a nice time over at the ballpark yesterday. Logan Gilbert was very good. He was. Cal Raleigh went yard in a big, big way. And Anniger had an RBI. Like, it's just one of those mm-hmm. games you're like, 
oh, this offense, when it kind of does its thing, yep. gives you a little reminder yep. of kind of what it could be. Yep, got some pretty good pros out there. Not a lot of, ooh, I don't know about him. I don't know about him. As you mentioned, most every player that will be on the 26-man has played in the big league game, and you kind of have a pretty good feel. It was uh, it was curious watching Logan over here for probably a good hour, getting loose and warmed up and stretching and all of the routine that he goes through. So just a reminder to you guys, and, and I'm one of you guys, that when you turn on a, a Mariner game and you start to watch it, you're like, oh, yeah, they showed up to the park, and here they go. He's going to roll out there. I mean, it is hours and hours of prep until they finally get to go out there and perform. Thought of telling yesterday is a lot of off-speed. He was mixing just... Uh, Especially in the first inning. Yes. Yeah. Mixing and moving and commanding and, yeah, pretty cool. And then, Cal, you come on the show. You can ask Mitch Garver. You can ask, you know, Dom Canzone. You can ask now, Cal, you come on the show. Yeah. Good things happen. You hit bombs. Okay. Bulk mode. Bulk you mode. get in bulk mode and you hit bombs. Cal got all of that one, would you say? Yeah. I mean, that was not a cheap Arizona got it off the handle and it still flew out anyway. Yep. That was a drop the barrel directly onto the ball and hit it 420 feet. Yep. He got all of it, which was cool. And just it was a good vibe out there mm-hmm. for them. I uh, It was interesting. Moore and I were driving in this morning and listening to our sister station down here. Do you hear them talking with A.O. Oh, Sports? good vibes. I did. Yeah, it was a whole segment they did. And I will admit. It hurt a little bit. It, mm-hmm. it did sting a little hearing them say, you know, this guy's an unbelievable clubhouse yep. guy. Oh, and Suarez? Tim, yes. Yeah, Tim oh, okay. Kirk, Tim Kirchin saying. He said it quick. I wasn't sure if that's what it was. Oh, yeah, no. Tim Kirchin saying, I don't know why the Mariners did this. Yes. And it is frustrating when you look at this thing and you're like, you know what would kind of complete this team? <laughs> Solid yes. third baseman, Gino Suarez specifically. <laughs> like, yeah, all right, he'd strike out two hundred times, and they're very aware of that, and they know that going in. But he's going to hit you some bombs, yep. and he's going to be exactly that player to bring folks together. And it is, I, I know, if there is one person in this entire complex who agrees with that, I'm sure it's Scott Service, yep. who you know just consistently raved about who Gino Suarez was in their clubhouse. I believe at one point he said he was his favorite player he'd ever been around. I mean, just in terms of his ability to bring a clubhouse together. Just a bridge builder. Yeah. Bringing all parts of a clubhouse together. That guy that just walked by us, it's going to join us in 45 minutes. I think we'll take a a bigger step in that. Julio Rodriguez, and he'll have to. Yep. But Julio has been somewhat quiet down here, at least from our perspective. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors and where Julio's louder. He does seem... I don't know, a little bit less of a presence this year. Would you agree with that? I think being banged up and being in the training room an awful lot, so we don't see him out here taking BP and hear him and all of that. He's doing much of that work, I think, this week behind the scenes. But, yeah, I think where there was so much attention on him from us, from fans, from everyone, right? Julio, 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 Julio. And when he's kind of not really around or he's doing his work behind the scenes, yeah, I think that's a fair observation over the course of the week. Well, anyway, it was uh, it stung a little bit. After a couple of days of hearing them to yep. complain about the Cardinals, yes. to hear them be like, man, the D-backs are great. They spent a little extra money, and their owner's on top of things, and Mike Hazen's great, and they brought in Geno Suarez. And then at the same time, they're like, uh, who are the fourth and fifth starters? That's right. How's that going to be? What about six and seven? Yeah. Is Brandon fought any good? Like, you know, they still have some really big question marks. Would it surprise you one bit if the Mariners finished with a better record than the Diamondbacks no. this year? Zero. Nope. Wouldn't surprise me at all. In fact, they did last year, and the odds are they will probably do it again this year. But, man. Not having Gino Suarez around does sting a little bit more than I thought it would. All right, coming up, we'll give you everything you need to know, including some very surprise grades being given out to your Seattle Seahawks. Mm. That's next on Brock and Salk.
need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, just a nice day at the park yesterday for a couple of former roommates. Logan Gilbert dominating on the mound in his two innings. And Cal Raleigh covered all the offense you would need. Stratton deals. Pitch swung on. Sent deep. Right center field. Look it up, Isbell. Let's go on the bird. Cal Raleigh, everybody, with a three-run homer. And the Mariners have a 4-0 lead here in the third. Big Cal. That was a blast. Yeah, as we said, he definitely caught all that one. Left-handed swing from Cal. He had another one down the line in his first at bat that was just foul, but he clearly was seeing the ball very well yesterday. Yeah, you know what he's reminding of, too? Uh, After roping that one just foul, kind of grounds out, and, man, he can still get down that line. You come on the show, you hit bombs. That's what happens. You come on this show, you hit bombs. (laughs) As Cal Raleigh just walked out the door and, why do I do that? I don't know. Golly. You represent both of us. Help yourself. You kid. represent both of us. Golly. I'm going to talk about Logan Gilbert instead. Uh, you mentioned he did seem to be working on some of that off-speed stuff early, but he was very nearly untouchable. I, I am curious about Logan if there's another gear because we talk about the first two guys in this rotation as really being the two Cy Young candidates, right? Luis Castillo is going to be there every year. He's the ace of the staff. Mm -hmm. George Kirby is the one that people think could catch him, and I think George believes that as well, that there should be a competition for the opening day starter job. I am very curious if sometime in the next year or so, in the right year, if Logan Gilbert can put everything together and have one of those years where he's really the best guy in this The rotation. numbers tell you this. Pretty, I think he can. The numbers tell you one thing pretty simply. If he can cut down on his hard hit rate, mm. it, it, th- that is the one number. And it's kind of the outlier when you look at everything else. Like, man, he gets hit hard, right? And everything else is, is really good. And if that comes down and all of a sudden all those forces, right? I'm thinking of Brant Brown talking to us about force. And they bring all the force. And certainly with his levers and that ball is on those guys. So when they do hit it and yep. barrel it, yep. they tend to hit it pretty hard. He cuts down on that. He's got a shot to take that next Nice step. to see Josh Rojas hammer a double yesterday. If he hits, that would sure help the third base issue, which we will talk to uh, Jerry DePoto about today at 8 o'clock. And uh, the guy who I thought was most intriguing in the game, in addition to Colt Emerson, it was fun to see the kid out there, was Jackson Coar, who was the second pitcher yeah. out of uh, after Logan yesterday, he's got a real shot to make this team, especially given that no news uh, is, is coming out that's a very positive at all about Matt Brash. And so uh, I thought Coar had those guys way off balance. Yes, he did. Yeah, I kind of liked what we saw there. Bryce Miller will go today against the White Sox. Hopefully we'll hear more about Brash tomorrow. Not a lot of optimism around this build, uh, building right now on that front. Maybe, though, a visit from his biggest fan will help out today. Pitching Ninja, Rob Friedman's supposed to be in the building. Maybe that'll get Matt Brash back out there as soon as possible. Here's the second thing you need to know. All right, so interesting, Brock. For the second year, NFL Players Association has graded the teams according to anonymous surveys, but this year didn't go quite as well for the Seahawks. They Mm -hmm. fell in the overall rankings from 11th to 14th. The major issue, C grades in the treatment of families which was had something to do with like what they like a family game room experience. game day etc uh, treatment facilities there were they were looking for some new water tub related things uh, training staff hmm. and ownership hmm. they received only one solid a and that went to the head coach, Pete Carroll, who's no longer here. Strength coaches got an A-minus, yep. but 
kind of a kind of a surprise to see them drop a yeah, little bit. Yeah, like I'll that. hit a lot on uh, some blue eighty-eight. I spent some time last night after that meal looking at all these great sheets from teams all across the league. And as Alvin Davis walks out that door, who played in the early eighties for the Mariners, <laughs> and he walks around this building, and all these things these guys have. We have been to the Virginia Mason Athletic Center. On draft day, yeah, we but, go, I, but I haven't we go, been to Jerry's World. Uh, we go up on draft day and sit in that cafeteria and look out to Lake Washington. I've been to a handful of other ones. It, it will blow your mind. It's not even. It's night and day comparison with Tampa Bay or. Well, and the they Chargers. did a lot better than Tampa Bay. Sure, there were there were places. There were some. They, Baltimore is a phenomenal facility. Dallas is an amazing facility. Yes, they they are not number one, but C plus and D minus and F and oh, I don't have a family room for my kids on game day. I got a babysitter. Man. You can pay for a babysitter. But when 25 of the teams or whatever it is do that, yeah. then you stand out for not having done that. I mean, you're being graded in comparison to your I peers. Understand. Not in comparison to somebody who has to work, I, you know, on an assembly line. I understand. Man, I'm surprised <laughs> the, the family guy doesn't think family's important. Jeez, yeah, well, geez, all right. Brock's kind of anti-family. I got it. <laughs> Noted. Here's the third thing you need to know. Mock season continues. Brock, another version from El Kuiper yesterday that sends... Washington tackle Troy Faltano to the Seahawks at number 16. Yeah, big day. The boys are getting going in Indianapolis after days and days of interviews and testing and physicals and everything else. I think each team gets about 45 interviews and the Bob Condotas and others are keeping track, bless her heart, of all the guys that the Seahawks are talking to. Is a really Which portent. May, may or may not mean anything <laughs> at all. I mean, I it's just so funny how yep. this works. But the D-line and the linebackers are on the field today. That is a position of need for the Seahawks. If they had to play a game tomorrow, I don't even know who their linebackers would be. Yeah. So that you know, there, there are some dudes in this draft. So they will be on the field, and Mora is going to be pumping me with information of heights, weights, body fats, hand size, and the forty times vertical. All of it. All Moore's, that. Mora is going to be on hand size. That all I so long. desperately right. need. That is everything you need to know. Quarter past every hour here on the Brock and Salk Show. Uh, just want to remind everybody: in Brock's day, they did whatever they were told. They accepted everything, Jeez. and they absolutely wore the guess. Russell Athletic. Let me guess. Sweatshirt. They need, when they ran their 40s. They need, God, you're an old man. Well, am, uh, do they change their diapers in these baby rooms, too, in family rooms? I mean, do, Hopefully. They, feed, do they feed them? God, I mean, I mean, it's, it's a daycare, so, have, yeah, they probably do that kind of stuff. probably exactly what they do there. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, do you think they just put them in a kennel? Do you think, <laughs> you think they let them walk around in poopy diapers all day? Like, oh, if lady. they've done it, don't you want somebody to change them? Otherwise, it's going to smell for everybody. <sighs> you get diaper rash. It's even worse at home. Yeah. All right. Cal Raleigh uh, gave us one of the best interviews I can remember yesterday. I really enjoyed this. Everything from the uniforms issue with Major League Baseball to a fun look at all of the pitchers on this staff to what they want to do offensively and what he wants to change this year. Plus, he gave us his final word on what Jerry DePoto, the baseball operations group, and ownership accomplished this offseason. Stick around. You'll hear it all next before Julio Rodriguez joins us in 30 on Brock and Salk. This is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Come we got Cal right yeah. now. Yeah, we'll just have Cal. Yeah. Cal. There it is. Yes. He's fresh out of the big meeting. Yeah, we know that he was chatting just with the commissioner. the commissioner like crazy back there. I was know? wondering if the commissioner has a, <laughs> comes with like a bodyguard or something like that to deal with you guys. But And it was really Cal that started the whole thing. Is that we, true? Well, think about oh, it. Nobody had the, seen the picture. Because he was new. And then all public. of a sudden he's wearing these, uh, yeah, the new pantyhose pants. Oh, I know yeah. you guys aren't allowed to really <laughs> talk about the whole 
thing, but can I just ask you this about it, with about the uniforms? Why yeah. are they not allowed to how, talk about it? Uh, how many <laughs> How many of your buddies texted you to make fun of you? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Too many. Too how many. many of them suggested that you were nude in public? There, I got like a little, there's like a meme of like a Simpson guy and like, he was like staring through a foggy window. They're saying like, mm-hmm. you know, things are trying to get out. And I'm like, that's not, that's not what we want. I mean, did, did you know when you put them on? Like, oh. Well, I didn't see it. Well, they mentioned to me, I had like a, a, um, we had, we did this like commercial thing and they, Ben, our photographer mentioned, he's like, yeah, you can kind of see through the pants. And I didn't think anything of it. And then. You know, once I saw that video, I'm like, oh, my God, I mean, you can see, you see everything. And luckily, mine wasn't even the worst one. The poor guy in the Giants, I mean, you saw, you yeah. literally saw everything. Saw everything. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. that was And not then good. poor your teammate here, Michael Chavis, poor guy. They oh, gave yeah. him the screwy jersey. Yeah, look at Mitch's, Mitch Garver's. Oh, it's his MS, too. Take a look at his, too. I haven't seen his yet. It's maybe, not good. Yeah, maybe that's why he was so, uh, so sarcastic with us this morning. He's a funny <laughs> dude, huh? Yeah, he's great. He's, he's got a little sense of humor to him. Very dry. I know. I like him a lot. He's been great. That's pretty cool. Well, it's good to have you here. What, what what were you guys meeting with? Can you tell us about the meeting with the commissioner? Oh yeah, he uh, he's making his rounds all thirty teams. Um, you know, probably meeting with two three teams a day. Uh, you know, just going over basically the state of the union. You know, where the game is at, where uh, you know they see things. Obviously, the the RSN network issues. Uh, other other issues, you know, the new rules, uh, keeping the rules, um, you know, things like that. Basically, just where where the game's at, talking about it, bringing up issues. Uh, players can, you know, get in front and actually talk to him, you know, face to face. Any kind of things that are kind of lingering uh, concerns players have. Uh, obviously, the the jerseys were were definitely brought up in that meeting. So, what did you get an answer on the jerseys, or just yeah, we know. You know, they're going to try to address them. You know, it is, you know, it is the big leagues and it is a big corporation and Nike. So, um, you know, I think we have we have faith that they'll they'll fix the issue. So let's talk some baseball, because obviously that's what we're here for. And it dawned on me a couple of weeks ago as we were getting down here that we've had so many conversations around some of the new guys here, some of the margins. But we haven't talked nearly enough about the guys that are really the core, the nucleus. And that starts pitching-wise, I would think, with the big cheese with Luis Castillo. Mm-hmm. Are we sleeping on Luis and how good he could be this year? Well, I mean, I don't know. Many people sleeping on him. I don't think so. I think we all know how, you guys aren't. how unbelievable. Be. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's unbelievable. You know, he's great. He's already come into camp, you know, uh, a little more um, ready, per se, than he was last year. Um, not that he didn't have a great year because he did. He was an all-star. So... But, you know, he's coming in already, already looks like classic Luis. And, um, you know, we're gonna, we're really excited, and, you know, not about him, but the rest of the staff. And um, he's obviously kind of the guy that gets things rolling, being the number one, being the opening day starter. And, um, you know, he's uh, he's what makes the engine go. So this is Major League Camp for you. What number? Uh, 2019 was my first year. So 2021. Mm-hmm. But six? And 20 is kind of goofy, right, with COVID and all of yeah, that Yeah, it's stuff. like a half a camp, so five and a half, I guess. Can you quantify just personally, individually, how much different it is now with that experience under your belt than when you were in your first couple camps? It's a complete 180. Camp is completely different now, and um, like for the better, for sure. Um, you know, my first camp, I got to come in and... Um, you know, kind of, you know, I was the guy catching every single bullpen. I was, you know, taking every single rep, doing as much as I possibly could to try to impress and try to, 
um, you know, get reps. Build trust. Yeah, I mean, you're you're that you you want, you're hungry. You want to you want people to see. You want people to notice you in good ways. Mm-hmm. And those are kind of things that you want to do. And um, you know, now it's coming in. and now that's it's pretty cut and dry what i need to do as far as get my body ready i need to be ready by this date because this is i i know i'm starting opening day I'm, i'm the catcher i'm coming in getting myself ready getting my body ready getting my swing ready making sure my legs aren't anything that I'm ready to go for game one. I think Shannon told me you'd like spring training to be a little longer. Is that right, with longer days? I don't know about that. No, not longer? <laughs> I don't know about longer, but, you know, you make your days and you make sure to, um, you do, unfortunately, you know, it is, um, you need to make some long days, you need to make some shorter days, but you need to make sure that you're ready, and sometimes it's it's being out here a little longer than maybe you want to, but, you know, it's good for you for the rest of the season. What do the so. pitchers do all day? They don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> They I, the other day it was like we got out of our meeting and they, Bryce Miller had two and a half hours until he threw his bullpen. I'm like, what are you gonna do for two and a half hours? And he just you know he says moseying around. I'm like, yeah, you are moseying around. You're not doing anything. So obviously that's a that's hysterical. But also <laughs> we watched him throw his bullpen that day and I counted twenty people around. Yeah. Now, some of them were just standing around because, as mm-hmm. you said, they don't really have anything to do. But in talking to other guys, it doesn't sound like that's that typical around the league for that many people. And George was out there and Logan was out there and Brian was out there. And, uh, you know, half the team was out there just watching him throw. How valuable are those those moments of, of the guys getting together? Yeah, you know, it's tough when you get into, um, you know, in pro ball and you're in obviously the big leagues, you know. People are in such, you know, strict, you know, routines or schedules, and they're always doing things to get better, whether it's training room, um, throwing, uh, running, uh, you know, lifting, vice versa, whatever it is. So guys are always on their schedule, and they're, everybody's different every day. You know, they, somebody's throwing live, somebody's not, somebody's down. And so it's kind of the one time where everybody can kind of be together and kind of, you know, build that camaraderie and um, kind of have those conversations, you know, even if it is a, you know, five-minute conversation after the bullpen where all of our starters are together and it might be the only time that they're together all day so you know it's always good when you can get guys around and you know you can talk shop or maybe one guy says one thing that clicks for another guy or maybe somebody says something that is going to you know help them later on down the road so did Veritech we talked Veritech last year we right? did yeah did he have a c on his jersey back in the day yeah he earned one do they still do that not all teams some teams do does this team do that? Is that something that you strive for? Is that in any way, uh, like, not C for Cal, like Laverne and Shirley, but a C for captain? <laughs> C for Cal? I, yeah, I don't think, uh, you know, I know Judge is the captain over in New York. Um, you know, there might be one or two other ones in the league, but, you know, I'm not, you know, my goal is I'm not striving for that thing on my chest. You know, I want people to recognize me for who I am as far as a leader and, you know, obviously – you know getting even in that category of being considered captain or anything um is awesome and amazing honor but you know i'm here to win games and i want guys to know that and and i think they know that and you know we have a bunch of great leaders in the clubhouse you know you look at guys like jp mitch um and you're seeing other guys kind of come up and become leaders you know look at like a logan where he was a few years ago and where he is now and um it's uh it's kind of weird to see obviously make fun of a leader is that fair yeah, you can make fun of him. Okay, he can, as long as he, he can, he's starting to dish it back a little bit. So, oh, he's, yeah, yeah. Wow. Is he the nicest guy on the team? Like just pure nice scale. Um, I don't he know. So he's nice. right. Yeah, he's probably right up there. I yeah. mean, 
you're not around him like I am sometimes. So, <laughs> he, no. like I said, he's starting to learn to give it back a little bit. Yeah, so you get to Walter. You didn't mention thing. Julio there, and I know not. You know, it's his stardom and his talent and everything else. But he talked about wanting to be more of a leader. He talked about when he met the press last week. Last year wasn't good enough. You feeling some new vibes from Julio in that regard? Yeah. Um, like I said, it's not like we're we need the one guy to be the rah rah guy, or we need the one guy to show us all the way. You know, mm-hmm. we have a good collective group, and we need guys to do their job. And, you know, you hear. Uh, I believe it's Bill Belichick. It's it's kind of his like mantra over there in New England for the longest time was do your job, yep. and you know that's kind of how it is in baseball because you know you're only strong as your weakest link, and you know that sometimes the game's not always going to be, the ball's not going to be in Julio's hands, it's not going to be in JP's hands. So we need to collectively as a group do our job a lot better as far as taking care of our own house, and then you know let the rest take care of itself because you know like I said it's it's a different sport than any other. You mentioned, uh, we're talking to Cal Raleigh, by the way. You mentioned Mitch Hanniger, and he is back, and we had a chance to sit down with him earlier this week. Man, does he seem like he's in a really good spot, at least from our, our standpoint. What has it meant to this clubhouse and to the guys who were here before to have him back? It's amazing. Um, you know, I love Mitch. I love getting to come up and kind of learn from him and talk to him, obviously, now. and getting him back here is great and you know he's a great guy you know to talk hitting to to talk game planning with i think i mentioned that before he's super smart you know he sees things that other guys don't see he can he help you help you in that area um you know talk like i said game planning and he's also a great you know leader by example he comes every day ready ready to play he does his stuff in the weight room he does his stuff in the training room it's not like he's just showing up putting on a show and then going home you know and he's a great you know example for you know even young guys coming up and uh guys like like i said like myself like okay i want to this is how you do things you do things the right way you work hard you you keep your head down you go to work every single day and he does a great job of that you know the voice that is cal raleigh i have said to this guy next to me uh cal for a lot of years now i get so tired of hearing this guy's so competitive you know we're getting around the draft and all these agents work with their prospects at the combo oh football it's the most important thing in my life i'm just so competitive i'm the most competitive dude you ever got i'm just so competitive i Honestly, I get so tired of it because when I hear you talk, the word is not competitive. The word is discipline. The word is like, hey, don't tell me how much you want it. Don't talk about how competitive you are. Do you have the discipline every day to come in here and do your job and to do it again and again and again and again? I said to Salk and to Scott yesterday, this feels like a workmanlike group. Yeah, I mean, you've you've heard it, you know. And, you know, we can sit here and we can talk about how focused this group is or how you know, ready we are to come back and kind of make the story of a season. But it doesn't matter what we say. It matters what happens on, was it March 28th or whenever, whatever opening day you is. You don't know the day? I don't know the day. You said you were counting down the day. I mean, I don't know the actual day. It doesn't have like an advent calendar. I know, I know when, I know when I need to be ready and it's somewhere around there. So I don't know the actual day. I literally, I don't know what meal where am I get my next meal? So I'm just literally worried by one second at a time. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, we can sit here and say all these things, but, you know, if we go out on the field and we don't perform, sure. then it doesn't mean anything. And, sure. you know, we have to we have to show up every day disciplined, ready to go, and, you know, like somebody's taking something from yeah, us. Yeah, you talked about performance and at the end of the year, and that story is many, many months ago, and we talked in the off season and, and all of that stuff. But there was a conversation. We got got to be better. Like we got to we got to be better. We got to produce better. You now see a Jorge Polanco. You now have a Mitch Haniger. You now have a Mitch Garver. There are a lot. What did you say, Salk? 
I think I think it's going to be come from from opening day last year to opening day this year. It should be about fifty percent new guys. There weren't in camp. Mm-hmm. Now they right. came mid season in the Woos and the Millers, but as far as like guys who are on the opening day twenty six man roster last year versus this year, I think it's going to be thirteen new ones. Mm-hmm. Somewhere between twelve and fourteen. That's a lot. That is a lot. It's a lot of a lot of new players, a lot of new faces, a lot of new pe- people to get acclimated. But you know, we knew we had to make a change, and um, you know, credit to you know the front office and uh, our coaching staff as well as recognizing that and going out and doing those things. And not only on the player side, obviously we got some great players, made some new additions, some people with new skill sets, new things that they can do well, kind of help us out. But you know, adding a Brand Brown to our staff to help us and you know maybe that's something that we needed and i believe i truly do so far with him and i feel like everybody in that clubhouse believes in brand brown and as far as you know the things that he's bringing to the table the things he's talking about it's it's firing us up and it's kind of it's an, ex- an exciting new yeah. kind of uh thing that's come up and people are you know, it's like a fresh new start, and you're like, oh, I kind of like this. I like these new new things that we're talking about. So that kind of takes me in two directions. One, as you sit here now, and to put a bow on that conversation, and we'll bring it up again, do you feel like you were listened to? Do you feel like the organization went out, heard you, and made, it, and made an attempt to make this team better? Yeah, I mean, first things first, you know, like I said, I told you guys before, there was never an agenda. It was strictly coming from a, a place in my heart of I want to win. You know, you talk to JP, you talk to Ty, you talk to Logan. It's the same thing. All we want to do is win. And obviously get better players, you win. I mean, that's just the case. And, you know, but yes, I feel like things, you know, as far as the communication has gotten a lot better, the other things as far as we went out and we made some adjustments, you know, like I said, to our you know obviously players and then obviously our coaches and you know i think that's going to show up in a great way and i think not only the new guys but i think the the old guys that are the guys that have been here as well had to make some adjustments i know i've made some adjustments this this off season i know jp has been working at driveline for the past few um years now and he's made adjustments as well this off season and i think it's gonna be great for everybody so then we focused because we're idiots in the media we all focused on the personnel the 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 players when I hear you talk now and you bring up Brant Brown, and Shannon was right on this from the beginning, of course, because she's as clueless as anybody. Seriously, yeah. she is. And yep, she was she right on this from the very beginning. It's not just about the personnel, she kept saying. It's about some of the strategy. It's about the the, the what Brant Brown is doing, the offensive coordinating. How important was that or, or is that to what you guys are hoping to accomplish this year? I think it's going to be huge. Uh, you know, even if it helps us win one more game, you see where that could have got us last year, right? I mean... I think it's going to be huge for us. And, you know, personally, you know, guys are tired of hearing, you know, our pitching staff is so great. They're carrying us. And by all means, they are. And they are great. And they did carry us the past two, three years. But, you know, we want to start pulling our, you know, into the bargain. We want to start helping them out, you know, make some games easier for them. Maybe take a few less innings off a guy that could maybe keep him a little more fresher, you know, later in the season. Maybe not have that pressure, you know, come August or September of like, all right, every game is do or die. We need to win this game. We want to, you know, build that kind of process early on to where, all right, we're winning games early. We're winning games in the middle of the season. Now we don't feel like we have that huge weight bearing on our shoulders at the end of the season or feel like that we need to lean on a certain guy or certain group as far as the pitchers. We want to be able to pull our, pull our own weight. So, Last thing for me, Cal, and this is maybe a little tougher because, as you said, you're not catching every bullpen. You're out on the backfields like you were in 19 and 20. 
But if last year we really didn't know Wu or Miller, I mean, maybe you guys did, and their names were at least mentioned a little bit, but then, man, did they ever come on 100-plus innings and everything they did. Is there a, a guy or two that you're kind of watching? Uh, a young pitcher or maybe a young arm or maybe even a young positional player? You're like, hey, man, keep an eye on these dudes. Yeah, there's been a, there's been a few guys on the backfields. Um, you know, you see, you know, Vargas is a big name that's come yeah. up a lot. Uh, yeah. You know, with a very funky arm action, who's throwing extremely hard with some uh, nasty stuff. Um, I know we got him in the in the uh, in the trade as well, and um, there's a few other bullpen arms that are kind of popping up. You know, even you look at a guy like Emerson Hancock, who's came in, you know, throwing, he's touching 97, 98, and you know, spring training, and you know, look at last year when he came up to the big leagues, he was throwing, you know, 91. That's that's a pretty big jump. Yep. So if that's your, you know swingman type six guy then things are looking pretty good so you know there's a lot of guys in camp that i've seen so far and um you obviously see some more guys come up and yeah. i'm sure you guys will be talking about it more than we will all right, i want to hear a little bit about these pitchers i got a little rapid fire questions for you on the all pitching right, staff uh first of all if they're all cheeses you're not really a pitcher but you're sort of like an honor or do you get a cheese or a sandwich or a deli meat like do you have a name in hits yeah i mean I don't have a cheese name, okay, but yeah. I love grilled cheese sandwiches, so <laughs> I guess I'd be grilled cheese. All right, grilled cheese. I like that. <laughs> Which pitcher dresses best? I mean, personally, I like the boots look, so I like Bryce's look that he's got going. Yeah. Um, as far as consistently outfits go, I'd say, you know, obviously Luis is up there. I'd say George has got a pretty good wardrobe as well. Oh, really? So they all dress pretty well. They do, yeah. Right. Except Logan. He Except Logan. So Logan. who dresses worse? Logan is definitely the Logan. worst. Yeah. He wears the same shoes every day, so. <laughs> Which <laughs> pitcher hurts your hand the most? Starter or reliever? Both. Um, One of each. I'd probably say it's a mixture between Brash and Munoz. And is sure. that because of the just the velocity or is it the movement both. as well? Yeah. I mean... Both starter, yeah. Well, Brash, oh. Brash is the one that made my thumb go yeah. in twenty two. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. thanks man. Appreciate that. <laughs> but it's just sometimes you know their stuff's moving so much. Sometimes they'll move a little differently day in and day out. So um, it's a little not as consistent as far as like shapes wise. Okay. So that'll make it a little tougher. And plus, it's coming in at ninety, yeah. ninety plus. So starter, starter probably Logan, <laughs> um, just because of how heavy his ball is and. Um, you know how hard and how late it is it's hard to time up sometimes because of how late it breaks which is the best pitcher at handling the running game making your job easier throwing um i would say uh bryce miller but his is kind of in the sense of he came up through the minor leagues at a time where they were you know they came up with a pitch clock Mm -hmm. so he kind of learned how to use the pitch clock to his advantage and you see a lot of hitters come up you saw like last year jose caballero came up and he was causing all sorts of problems by not looking up until the nine or eight second mark rice is kind of the same way in the sense of a pitcher of like he might hold the ball for 10 seconds and it's not against the rules but he's holding the ball and he's holding runners and he's messing hitters timing up and making them uncomfortable and or coming set and then coming to play really quickly so it actually works out as far as holding runners he's pretty good at it which pitcher would you least want to introduce to your parents uh (laughs) um i mean logan's already met my parents so um how'd that go it was good okay good except for (laughs) my dad joked after the fact he's like 
how much did you get paid like signing? But this was in the minor leagues. Yeah. He's like, I got like eight hundred something. He's like, Logan got like three million, and he's like, Well, why did I pay for lunch? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't know. That's a great point, but I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So, who would you least invite back to? Did you be nervous for um, them to meet your parents? Bryce. He's a little more of a wild card. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So he's. Yeah. Uh, you don't know what's going to come out of that mouth sometimes. Yeah. I like that. Dude. Who shakes you off the least? The least, George, for sure. How about the most? Uh, Logan. Really? Yeah, George. We and- sat down with Logan the other day. He says, I hate shaking the guys off. Don't all listen I want- to that. He said, that's all I want to fa- do is that's, just throw. That's fake news. Really? Yeah, he's, uh, he, um, <laughs> he has very particular sometimes about what he wants to throw and when he wants to throw it. And he, um, I'd say Luis and George are probably the least. They just get in rip. Mm. Then Logan's a little more cerebral sometimes yeah, and is a little thinker. more. Yeah, you know, he is, but it's what makes him good. Who's so. the best hitter out of that group? Uh, uh, I think Bri- Bryce. No, no, Wu. Really? Bryce, yeah, because he came to college as a two-way. So, oh. and I've seen his golf swing; it's really good. It so, is. it's yeah. really good. Last thing before we let you go: Did you hear what happened with Maury yesterday? No, what happened? Now we brought her out to Boulders, which is really nice. You ever golf at Boulders? No, I was you telling should. him yesterday. I was like, yeah. I want to go. You should go. Play the South Course. It's, it's not, hard. Not, not an easy. It's target, target golf. Oh, yeah. All target desert golf. everywhere. It's not good for my game. So yeah, hard. it wasn't good for anybody's game. No. Maura was shocked at how much time was spent. You know, looking. For balls in yeah. the desert, but she killed a rabbit. She hit you a did. rabbit you with did. a ball. She hit lying. a little hosel rocket, oh and the poor God. rabbit you could actually hear it scream oh in pain, yeah. and then it just like rolled right over. Yeah. Have you ever seen that happen, Cal? She, Cal, did we, you have to put it down? <laughs> yeah, the rabbit did hop away. It was, uh, but not, we were worried that we were golfing away. with a with a psycho killer animal. Yeah. A little wounded, yeah, totally wounded. Oh, ball a little bloody. I couldn't have made you feel very good. No, I hope you got rid of the ball. So. <laughs> they had blood all over it. So. <laughs> it could keep, yeah, couldn't awesome. keep hitting it. Yes. Cal, thank you. We appreciate it. Sure. Thanks for coming by, man. This is uh, one of our favorite annual yeah. traditions. Is getting to sit down with you, and hopefully, we'll chat throughout the year. Continue good luck. Yeah, thank you, guys. Well, there you go. That is Cal Raleigh who joined us yesterday. And a little controversy after Logan Gilbert told us earlier in the week that he never likes to shake off the catcher. Cal says he shakes him off more than anybody. Logan, what are we saying? (laughs) Logan's here and he's very upset about this. We've caused a schism between two former roommates. Who knows where this will go? Sounds like uh, it sounds like a fight is brewing. That's all I can. I got him on that last night. <laughs> I said he called you a liar. He goes, I know. <laughs> Those two guys are. Oh. You know what? We were talking earlier about sort of the humor that Gino Suarez brought and all of that. There is something about the Cal Raleigh Logan Gilbert relationship yep. that is at the heart of, of a lot of the humor on this team and the amount they pick on Logan and the amount that Cal kind of busts chops. Mm-hmm. We got to take a break, man. I want to make sure we have enough time for Julio. Okay, I know you got stuff to say. I just want to say, man, my buddy texted me and said, gosh, this is a likable team. It is. There's a lot of likability to there it. There is. Yeah. I, mean, I think we've said that every year we've ever been down here, but maybe. You know, they all have their own distinct personality. And you're right, the working element of this team and some of the nucleus in there, pretty fun. Cal's definitely a fun interview. Really enjoyed that. All right. Coming up, uh, we believe Julio Rodriguez is going to stop by. He You're going to go chase him down. I, I, You're going to get in yeah, there. Yeah, you think I'm faster than yeah. him? You think I can kind of move yeah. quicker? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, we're going to compare left-hand injuries and see where it goes. Julio Rodriguez will join us next. Don't go anywhere. This is why we came down here, for God's sakes. It's Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710, seattlesports.com.